The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to brianwelsh.co.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Block Talk podcast with me, Brian Welsh, and normally Jax Bruce. Um, unfortunately, Jax is not with us today. Um, she is out. Um, so CPL um, supports a couple of charities and it tends to be around kind of community gardens and these sort of things. So she is at the Woodlands Community Garden this morning painting and um, it was a kind of last minute thing. So, um, so I said I would do this podcast on my own. Um, so... Today, as part of our leadership series, we are chatting to David Reed, who has been on the podcast before. David is now CEO of James Gibb, and we're delighted to have him join us again today. David, how are you doing? Very well, actually. Thanks, Brian. How, how's yourself? I'm actually surprised, to be fair, that um, Jack's uh, expected it to be Jack's that was doing the call, and because you're obviously taking more holidays <laughs> to at the present moment, so. Um, Always a to come on and speak to you, Brian, but I was quite shocked. I thought it'd be the other way about. Yes, okay, thank you for that. Thing. Yes, I am heading off tonight, actually. I'm back next Tuesday, though, and I have actually cancelled the holiday um, in July, um, but because uh, it didn't it didn't then fit in with work, actually. So, but thank you for that, Dick. So, moving, so we're going to have a few of them today, I think, but never mind. Okay, so you transitioned to CEO of James Gibb in April. Um, how's it been going since you transitioned into that position? <laughs> Yeah, really, really good. Um, got a supportive group chairman, supportive executive uh, chairman, um, an excellent senior leadership team uh, in terms of the executive directors and and uh, of, of course colleagues. Um, that you know, as I always say, surround yourself with good people. Um, I don't really care who gets the credit for um, uh, the delivery of whatever our objectives are. I'm just. Um, very passionate about making sure we're in it together and that everybody's moving forward together um, for the success um, and it takes the same direction. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I once read a, I can't remember which book it was. I, I do, do read, read a lot of books actually, or, or certainly maybe of late not, but but, but certainly something I, I, I do do. And, and one of the, one of the, um, the comments on one of these was make yourself the dumbest person in the room. Um, which is quite easy for me to be fair, but uh, but it means to to you know surround yourself with people who are better than you, and, and you know a huge amount of people would probably find that quite intimidating. But <clears throat> I wouldn't, you know. Imagine, you know, you've you know you built a business, you've got CEO, and then you 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 build a team of of people who are far better at various aspects of the business than you are. That that's an ideal situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't, again, I agree with that, Brian, because I, I said it so many times over the years, you know, the success of building a business, um, your own business, and, and people used to say, you know, you've done really well, and I'd say, you know, the people round about me made our business, you know, the people at the front line made our business, and, and people are so important to any business, and anyone that doesn't recognise that is, a, is destined for failure. 
Yeah, no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I actually used to work with someone who who would not allow anyone to be better than than, than them, and it, and it was a it was a it was a really, really, really difficult period of my working life. And and I guess once you realise that there are businesses um, out there where the leaders are entirely different, that's when you know these, I guess, traditional maybe a bit old fashioned businesses start losing good people as well. So yeah, I totally agree. Oh, it's all about the environment, and that's and without we'll go into that, but you know, I always take things back to football analogies and and you know football managers only as good as the team in the park and yeah, and, yeah. and the team that's off the park so yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So. totally agree okay tell us about your leadership style then what how do you how do you work oh, i think many people would have many answers to that but i'll try and sum it up as best i can right? <laughs> <laughs> um, i think I, I when i think back over the years and and you know, i was involved in management from from the minute i left um leadership and management from the minute i left uni and, and and when i think back to, to how i you know, approached it i always always i think the very first point was 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 based on the values and behaviors that were installed by by your parents and and at the time you're probably not thinking that way but when you're reflective of it you know it's got to come from the heart you've got you've got to believe in what it is you're doing um you know summed up by not asking anyone to do anything that you're not willing to do or have done yourself um mm-hmm. never take more than you you give um and i guess i guess you know you don't if you, know, if you approach it in a, a a transparent and honest and upfront way um and trying to build a team and build a team of people around about you you know you hear the old phrase you know there's no there's no i in team to me that actually means um, you know you respect each other there's no envy between each other you've got a common cause you've got a common direction um and and i think if you communicate and you collaborate that uh, on a regular basis um if you're prepared to work hard you've got the clear objectives as i said be able to admit when you're wrong that's probably a big one um then and, and most importantly listen and learn and adapt because anyone that tells me that at a level that the and, and leadership and management that you know the you know i don't make mistakes is is completely wrong because your success and the way in which you build organizations the way in which you motivate teams is is built on your own failures um and you're but you're learning from from your own failures if that, if that makes sense and um, and when it comes to how you, you you pick your direction in terms of leadership and management, I always remember that you, you, you go into Gandhi had come out with a statement: um, "Be the challenge you want um, to see right. the world you want, um, yeah. or be the change. Sorry, not the challenge. Be the change, the change you want to to see the world you want." And 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 that's 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 literally the way in which I've approached it every time. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting, actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people make your business. Um, yeah. They need to know what your organisation stands for, and that's when you'll move straight back to your culture and values. And um, and, and I know I know, probably will uh, move into that, that space yeah. pretty soon. So, Yeah, we need to talk about that, actually. But, yeah, it's interesting you say, actually, about, about failures, because I've met a few people in my career who thought they were absolutely the finished article. Um, and, you know, people reasonably, you know, 
young in their career as well, or not, you know, I'm not talking about people who are kind of near retirement or anything like that, you know, people who absolutely thought they were the finished article could learn no more and didn't make any mistakes. And, you know, I, I wouldn't employ someone like that. I just, I just couldn't, because you've got to have the vulnerability to accept when you, when you do something wrong, but you've also got to have the, I, I guess, intelligence to know that, that, that actually there's, you're always learning, you know, you're always finding new ways to do things and better ways to do things. And, you know, and I, yeah, it just amazes me that there's some people still around in the world who are like that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, again, we, it kind of falls into the leadership style as well. And yeah. when you talk about the, the consistency, your responsibility, accountability, ownership, relationship building, for each individual um, that's a member of your team, you know, where if you're a huge organisation, then the senior leaders should understand what um, their team, um, what, their mo what their motivations are, what their drives are, what their ambitions are, whether they feel valued. Um, and that relationship building has to happen throughout the organisation with the teams and the people that lead the teams. Um, mm -hmm. Because everybody's got a different, everybody's got different um, uh, wants and needs. Um, but if you don't communicate effectively and regularly, yeah. you're always going to be pushing water up a hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree, totally agree. So we've touched on a couple of things in there around culture. Um, so what would you say is the culture of James Gibb and how do you nurture it? Um, and will you kind of be dealing with that differently? I mean, I, you know, every business has a culture. Are you going to be dealing with that differently now that you're a CEO? Um, no, but... I, I, We've spoke about this before, Brian, and I've said that you know there was there was similar cultures, maybe different uh, words were used. Um, is it different? No. Is it about improvement? Yes. Is it about what I've already said in terms of listening um, and and learning from the people, learning from the mistakes that have, that, that have been made. Um, the culture is all about self awareness of of all the people that promote the culture, um, learning from the mistakes as we've talked about. Um, I, I guess I, when people ask me about culture, I, 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 oh, there's, there's different people who approach it different ways and there's different debates, you know, the culture, the, the values flow from culture. Um, I kind of disagree because I base my own life in, in, in a certain you know, again, without repeating myself, and everybody hears me repeating it and they have a laugh about it, repeating it, and I've already said it in a previous podcast, is that personally I run by five simple rules, fair, reasonable, rational manners and respect. So when you're building an organisation, those people who are involved in creating those values will be bringing their own behaviours mm -hmm. and values to the table, then discuss it with the, the, the people within the organisation to, to make sure it's understood or it suits or that's that's effectively the right direction we're taking it in. Um, but the values are behaviours, and you can't lose sight of that. So if you use a word like listen, well, that's a behaviour. If you yeah. use a word like learn, if you use a word like fair and, and helpful, they're behaviours, and you need to apply them. But you need to apply them at the highest level within yeah. the organisation um, and, and then create that trusted environment that you're absolutely focused upon delivering on, on those values. Then you'll start to create the culture you start to create the brand the brand will come from the culture environment the trusted environment um and 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 that can be difficult i mean we've got we've got four four separate regions across scotland we've got one head office um we're, we're acquisitive um mm -hmm. need to be acquisition ready we're 
organic growth is large as well. So we're taking developments um, potentially uh, they're not coming from home builders, they're coming from um, other property factors. And, and it's about making sure that that culture, those values, that structure, that system, that process, and we're doing a lot of work on system, um, structure, system, process, yeah. is all in place to make it, to make your acquisition ready, to make to, to, to bring in developments into your organisation that, that go into a process and they're clean and everybody understands exactly how they, they, they deliver on it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could go off a complete tangent if, <laughs> on, on, on culture, but I, I, I strong. You know, I, I strongly believe that that that, that um, and again, repeating what I've previously said um, to you, uh, and that is that if you know the the lack of priority that's put in culture and values astounds me for some organisations globally and nationally. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, at the end of the day, we we have I have this conversation with many people, and and you know, it's it, you know, culture is not sticking some values on a wall. You know what I mean, and, and saying you know you need to adhere to that. And I, I can't remember who it was, but but Jax would be able to tell me if she was here. She, in fact, I'll maybe put it in a link in here. She she um gave me a link to a um a, a a TED talk with a guy who was talking, and 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 it was um I think one of their values was safety first, and and um and <clears throat> what's on all rig or something and then he, he you know um something happened so he shut it down and 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 he got to call from his boss going what are you doing and he said safety first and he's like that's just that's you know and he, he came off he came off the call believing that the business was so far removed from its own values and 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 you know that's something you just don't want to do and but you want to if someone does something like that because you know we're all fallible we, i mean i i hate the phrase um, do as do as I say and not as I do. You know, if you're not going to walk the walk, don't expect someone else to. And and I and you know if and I never I never use that phrase, but obviously there's uh, different ways to say that. And and you know if if anything happens that on my organisation, in fact, will the other day, you know, you know I, I say to him um, like you've got to make time to do this on a on a you know on a Monday or a Tuesday, and he, he said to me. And just this week, um, he said to me, you're asking me to make time, but you've not made time for something. And you've got to accept when people will call you out on um, um, on what you're doing. And, and and I have no issue with that, because if I, you know, sometimes it's, it's difficult to see it in yourself. You know, so um, I think a lot of people kind of talk about culture, but actually, you know, it's not at the forefront of their mind. Yeah. No. No, I'm, I, 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 I'm quite surprised. What, what took me by surprise there was you admit when you're wrong, Brian. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit of a shock. It's not me off the to be honest. It should not have. I I do a lot. To be fair, I'm I'm one of these guys that puts their hands up if I've done something wrong. In fact, to be fair, these days I'll probably put my hand up when maybe it's not even me, but um, you know, because I maybe think it is. But uh, thank you for that. Thank you for <laughs> I knew there were going to be more. But no, I mean, joking apart, you know. You've got to be, you've you've got to be able to do these things as a leader. You know, you've got to, you've got to have vulnerability, and you've got to, you've got to, um, you know, uh, walk the walk. You know, you really just need to, because you know, just talking about it is. I mean, people people can sniff out, and I and yeah, I think people have, people have heard me swear on this before. People can sniff out bullshit really, really quickly. Yeah, so you know, and 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 I think I can probably, you know. 
walk in a room and, and listen to someone talking. And I, I think probably within a few minutes, I can work out whether it's bullshit or not. So, you know, they, and, and so they can they can work it out on you. So yeah. I think it's a very difficult thing to bullshit your way through. Yeah, not, 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 you know, you know and that, 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 that point, that point you've just made there, Brian, about, um, you know, somebody calling you out on it, you know, if you run by, if you run by a standard, you know, if you walk by poor behaviour, um, mm-hmm. and you, then you're choosing to accept it, yeah, um, yeah, and that goes, that goes, that goes for for ourselves as as leaders and organisations, and you know, um, you know, we, we, we've we've got to we've got to accept, we've got to be able to hold up that mirror, and and be yeah. able to learn and adapt on a daily basis and do it quickly, um, and 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 make sure that if 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 you've called it wrong, you'll be the same as me. I've, I have. Uh, probably in the last couple of years, probably you know, close to one of the bigger mistakes. And did, did I take accountability and responsibility and ownership of it? Yes, I did. Did I point the finger elsewhere? No, there was others involved, but I was ultimately leading that project. So, yeah. you know, that builds trust, and 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 people then start to believe. And and, and even if you're running an organisation, you, you you've got to make sure that you believe in what it is you're trying to achieve because that point people sniff it out if, they, if if you don't believe they'll see it you know yeah so you've got to be clear clear on what it is you're, you're looking to achieve and you know and you go on about high performance as well and uh, but it comes from coordin- co- coordinating people um with a clear um and common goal as i keep saying and vision and if you can make sure that you are communicating that on a regular basis and then after that to be to be able to make sure that you've got the quality control and the self-measurement in place not just for yourself but for your for, for your teams recognizing what i said earlier there's different individuals different drivers different motivators so so for me building a culture that we prioritize constantly we organize constantly we review constantly we listen and learn constantly and then and then make sure that we know what it is we're doing and we're prepared yeah. to be challenged on it. Uh, and, that, and that's our, our leaders that, that I talk about when I say that, as well as our, our, our people within the business. So if you're if you're prepared to be challenged, and most importantly, I, 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 I'm one of these people who just love winning. And, and you know, I'm constantly analysing <laughs> the tool. You know? and, and when I lose, I scrutinise it and I go away yeah. and I reflect on it and, and I look to see how I can avoid it happening in the future. Um, so that that makes that phrase I've always said about every day is a learning day, and you only take out as much out of it if you're prepared to listen. Yeah, yeah, no, I know you mean. Actually, you're talking about that because, and I know you guys use a different version of this kind of profiling set um, to find out, you know, what makes people tick. Then, because because I've done obviously the Clifton Strength certification course, I'd love to. In fact, I'll send you it and see if you do it um, the assessment to see what it is because um, competition is really high for me. And and there's two there's two there's a, obviously it, 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 you strive for success yeah but 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 also one of the challenges with with always wanting to win is that even and and I see this in myself even when I do win you know it's like right okay so let's try and think of a real world example okay so let's talk about the year's um, turnover target. You know, everybody. You know, we get to the end of the year, we've we've, we've even smashed it and got more than our year turn your turnover target. Everyone's celebrating. I'm like, well, come on, guys, we've got another year to go down. Yeah. You know, so you know, I very rarely celebrate success, and and it's just down to who I am. But you've got to be able to make sure that you you can identify that and make sure that you 
um, that you do kind of celebrate it and you and make sure you you do things that you that, that your team want you to do as well. You know. Yeah, that's that, and that's a great point, Brian. Is recognising and I'm in the same space you're in, is that you know you think about people used to say, oh, you know, look, look what's happened over the years, look what you've achieved. And as I said earlier, I answered that. I didn't achieve it. The good people around about yeah. achieved it. But I'm still looking and go, I'm looking at the situation and saying, well, I set myself goals and targets. That hasn't that hasn't achieved it yet. I've yeah. still got more to do. Yeah. And I'm pushing myself and I'm pushing myself. And then you constantly look back and reflect and say, how long does this go on? But but it's the winner's attitude. It's, it's you know, it's a winner's attitude that's prepared to, to to, to lose while trying to win, yeah. And, and I said it in the last time I spoke to you in the podcast. It's it's not whether you win or lose; it's how you play the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I get that. I get that. I think we could talk about that all day, actually. But let's move on. Um, so, um, what's the one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Uh, I would. When I've reflected back on, you know, especially the early management and, and I spent time in NHS and and, uh, and then there was an LNG, I would say at the NHS, what I learned very quickly is be yourself because that conversation we had earlier on that people will see right through it. Yeah. If you're attempting to be somebody you're not, it'll yeah. become very obvious very quickly. Um, you know, and, and, and the phrase of that I've always used of keeping it real, um, show your real personality because it will surface anyway mm-hmm. um, and your upbringing those values and behaviors have been installed by your your parents um, and your friends and your siblings and the people around about you um, it designs who you are and and if you try to, to to push it down some people probably at times because their behaviors maybe have to hide it away um, but you know it's important to be honest, I think, and, and be transparent and, and recognised. And just recently we put out a newsletter and, and I got some feedback from a homeowner that said, you know, uh, you know, it's valued to see that you, you're actually being transparent because what I said is, you know, we don't get it right every time, but we're striving to to, to make sure that we do. It was words to that effect. Mm-hmm. And... and and Alex Ferguson, I'll always go back to football, so apologies. Um, but Alex Ferguson made a great statement in a, an interview and he said, failure is not a problem, it's how you deal with it that can yeah. be the problem. You know, so uh, I, I would say there's so many things, there's been so many things that, 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 that now this far on, uh, especially having built an organisation, been part of a huge organisation, that you reflect and say, God, I could have done that a lot better, but but it's it's time spent. It's move on, learn mm-hmm. from it, and 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 just readjust the sail and move on. Yeah. Okay. No, I I understand that. I understand that. I think if you're given, I guess, being in a very large organisation like the NHS so early on in your career gives you a huge amount of kind of insight into how different people lead and how different organizations are set up from a culture point of view as well. So, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it must've been, a, it must've been a decent, a decent kind of place for you to learn your leadership trade. Oh, was, uh, 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 yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, whether, whether good or bad, it'll tell yeah. you something. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 definitely. I mean, you, you know, to start something from, from three of us and, and, you know, when, when, it was acquired by James Gibb. There was 
close to 40 of us and, and and part of that process of as i said earlier on about not asking anyone to do anything you're not willing to do yourself that goes right back to the nhs days to the lng days beyond that and pro proving as you built that business that that people could see that you were willing to get your sleeves rolled up and get stuck in but you know one of the biggest things for us at the moment as a larger organization is that structure system process and the senior mm. leadership team led by david lease who i think you've done a podcast recently with yeah. um, very very focused on 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 what that should look like uh, yeah. that people understand it how it how it drives your organization forward so you know I, i've learned quite a lot you know david was my boss in the nhs back in the mid 90s um and 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 i learned a lot then but you're still learning a lot from 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 his uh, from, from him being involved in, in huge organization you know within the nhs and the different roles that he's played you know and, and dealing with political pl platforms similar to myself of more recent times over the clad and stuff and, and you just look at that situation you go how much are you learning from different people and constantly interacting with different people and whatever platform you find yourself in, you're going to get, you're going to teach you're going to teach yourself something new every time as long yeah. as I go back to as long as you're prepared to listen and learn. And I've got no room for arrogance because people that think that they're responsible for because of title, because of status or other that they, they are the finished article, as you said, then they're, 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 they're kidding themselves on. That's an arrogance that, that's it's never going to work. I keep going back to that. It will never work. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. And and and, and I can't remember who, I've, I've used this phrase on this podcast before. I, I, um, I can't, I think this is a Steve Jobs saying, but I'm maybe wrong. Um, so please don't berate me, anyone, if, they, if, if it's not. Better have a hole than an asshole, meaning um, better having a, 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 an empty... Um, vacancy than putting someone in it, you know. That's that's like that, you know. And and I and I wholly agree with it. And and you know, if if I have to admit anything today, is that I I leave people in post too long because I I do, you know I, you want to give someone a chance, but you know you probably know fairly fairly early on whether someone's going to work or not. And 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 you you leave them in post and you leave them in post and and. You know, and it wasn't the right thing to do. And at the end of the day, there's a, there's a, you know, it's not. It may may not be right for you, but it's not right for them either because, you know, they can go somewhere where they can be an absolute A player. You know what I mean? But it, just because they're not with you doesn't mean they can't be somewhere else. And it might just not be a fit and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I think um, over the years, I think I've been a wee bit guilty of leaving people in post a bit too long. So. No, no, and, but the, but then that's you. That's you recognizing that, holding yeah. the mirror up, and, yeah. and, and being able to adapt and change and change yeah. quickly. And you know, one of the other things I was thinking about while you were talking about that in terms of what you've learned is, you know, one thing I have really learned is that see if see if you remain honest, factual, and clear, you can more or less if you're dealing with fair reasonable and rational people you can you, you can normally manage any situation yeah. whether that's internally externally with the customers um and i would say your customer base again repeating what i've previously said because i feel so strongly about it your customers not just in our game the homeowner the home builder it's your it's your colleagues and suppliers and, and how you interact with them how you um treat them um 
shouldn't be any different to, to how you expect to be treated yourself. And, and that's that's relationship building and the most effective organisations and relationships are built by treating each other with respect. So that I feel really strongly about. And, I, and, I, and you know, the, there's a standing joke in our office because I go on about the uh, the bag of tomatoes theory. Have I ever told you that one, Brian? No, no, no never come across that one. Um, and this is, I'm not going to name the major retail chain, but, but it was a classic example of, of, of how a customer service experience can have so many unintended consequences and in, and in ta- intangible costs that you can't be cited on. Mm-hmm. So trying to get your people to think in, in that space and, and, and recognise that everything we do and we say could have an intended or unintended consequence. So very quickly you had this guy that walks into a supermarket with his bag of tomatoes that he bought two days ago and they're bruised and, and he literally walks up to the, the first shop assistant he says and he said I bought these two three days ago they're bruised for goodness sake you can't expect them not to be bruised you know blah 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 whole conversation supervisor department supervisor gets involved department manager gets involved store manager three hours later the guy walks out of there absolutely gutted by what he's had to deal with and goes home and tells his son his son fires off an email to, to the head office and all of a sudden there's numerous people involved in this situation. The outcome of which is that they issue them with six months free tomatoes, um, a letter of apology, uh, uh, um, some flowers, a gesture of goodwill, whatever that formed, I can't remember. And then they did their own analysis. The bag of tomatoes and handed to the customer, well, there you go, sir, there's, there's a new one. However, you know we wouldn't normally do this. One pound fifty cost to the company two thousand four hundred. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That to me is, 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 it covers everything that we're talking about. It covers customer service delivery, culture. It covers um, making sure that everybody understands their role, understands what 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 empowerment and autonomy they've got to to, to make decisions and thinking outside the box. And one of our values is creative, you know, and and and, and all of that comes back to right back to the values right back to the culture right back to the environment right back to what you're trying to achieve yeah no no no. i totally agree actually something just came into my head when you were saying that it's that whole i'm always right i always have to be right no i'm sorry you're wrong and i will prove you you're wrong just it's just it's as bad as it's as bad as someone who doesn't think or thinks of the finished article it just you know you don't you know you 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 cannot just give in to everybody. Do you know what I mean? There's got there's got to be a kind of rational um, um, thought process in it. But just uh, I've met, I've met people in my career again who are you know I must be right. I will spend an eternity proving that you're wrong and I'm right. And it's just like please go go do that somewhere. A lot of energy. Yeah. A lot of yeah, energy. Yeah, I know. I know. It's hugely pain in the ass, isn't it? So oh well. Okay. Okay, that's good. Right, so actually, I don't, the next question, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about what I'm going to get the answer, never mind. If you were going to write a book about leadership, what would it be called and what would be your message? Uh, you know I would turn around and say Legends Way, but I don't think that's going to go for it. I need to I'm on a professional platform. You know? <laughs> um, you know, I, I'll always take it back to the nautical, which, again, um, is phrases I use quite a lot, and it's a... Uh, you know, the direction I went. This is this is adjusting that 
that that phrase that I always use to direction of the wind is set, adjust the sail. Um, mm -hmm. Or I'll be using the one that I've used a couple of times already in these podcasts and, and, and I've just used, and that is it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game, which I prefer, yeah. prefer more, you know, and and then you, you think, what would, you know, what would your message be in that book? And, you know, I think the opening line would be you're in control of your own de and destiny by taking accountability and res responsibility and ownership for everything you do and everything you say. Mm -hmm. um, and then it would fly back away from the nautical comments to, to football again, where it would say the focus <laughs> the focus in the name is in the front of the shot, not the back of the shot, which I think just sums, I think that just sums up everything perfectly well because you're either... You're either playing as a full team with the in it together approach. You know, we've we use that phrase in it together so often. Um, our slogan of doing it the right way. You know, you, you really have to be passionate about making sure you deliver on it and wanting to make sure that if you aren't, you you find out where those gaps are and keep on going back. And that, that I mean, people may think that that takes up, you know, it's a huge amount of energy, but but. But if you are if, if you will to succeed, and you're so passionate about it, then people will buy into that. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, and it's making sure that you surround yourself with similar like-minded individuals, and that goes for the suppliers. Except for, I think that's the software company we use. Um, <laughs> so thanks for that. I'm only kidding, but that has been I mean our relationship has became a friendship over the years, Brian, and there's many more like that. Um, uh -huh. And it's a, it's a trust in each other um, because you know, we're trying to achieve a common goal and you know you can assist each other. And I say that so often to, to, to many of our, our team members is, you know, when you're interacting with, with, with that customer that I talk about, you know, just be, just recognise how you're dealing with it. Sometimes I give you a hard time, but that's just, out of fun for myself, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for that. I might scrap that bit, or I might leave it in. I might show it. Depends if we can make it work. Yeah. No, that's that is interesting. I think we're, we're certainly on a um, we're on the same playing field with with our views on with our views on these things. So, um, so how has your ability to deal with difficult situations changed over the years? Has it changed? And, and if it has, how? No, I, I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't say it's changed. It's improved. Um, I've always taken the view that I'm, I'm, I'm only here once, and, and you know, and, and I'll try to remain as calm as I can. And and I do tend to to remain calm. Um, I've, I've burnt a lot of energy in the past by 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 reacting um, first. So I tend to go away, and if I can, if I have the time to absorb it and think about it clearly. Um, and then the calm way, and an honest way with the facts, um, be clear in how you feed it back to, to people. Um, I don't tend to use confrontation to, to, to deliver a message. And and again, something I've always used for years. I think I'm going back to the nineties. Has has been you know if you make a mistake, um, you know, and I've made many myself. You learn from it. If you make it a second time, someone's going to ask the question. Really. If you make it a third time, you're you're you're, you're probably having to look at another industry or profession because mm -hmm. because you're really not either committed to it, understanding it, um, capable of it, or or other, um, and you know. I don't if, know you can't, if you can't learn from it, then yeah. That's it. 
So, so no, I, I don't think I think a fair, reasonable, and rational approach with 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 manners and respect delivered with it. I think situations can be can can, can be managed effectively. Um, it's when a mo- when it becomes a motive, it becomes problematic. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, there are, there are some people. I mean, I, I suffer from that occasionally. I let emotion get in the way of things, and and you know, you you can't. You just gotta. You've, you, yeah, I, 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 it happens less and less and less as I as I get older. But but certainly when I was younger, I think I let, I was quite an emotive. I let these sort of things get on top of me. But I've seen I've seen you I've seen that glance <laughs> of that golf break. <laughs> okay, so. Um, so these are the questions that Jack's probably asked, but unfortunately she's not here today. So um, who are the three people who have been the most influential to you and why? I thought it was a great question and, and I went backwards and forwards and, and and you know thought about it and thought, well, how do I answer it? And I want to answer that differently, Brian. I, I, can I change that to, to to what three groups have influenced me? Uh, yep, if you want to. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's how you feel the best, uh, most comfortable yeah. answer the question. Yeah. Um, so three, there's, there's, there's three groups there. There's good people, there's bad people, and there's confused people. And because people are my influence, um, because of everything I've talked about earlier on, if you're prepared to listen, prepared to learn from them, mm-hmm. to all the people that you've met over the years, different platforms, then you've nailed it. Um, you know, I've, I've said it, and I'll repeat it, I've got no room for arrogance um, of those that believe money or status makes them better than than, than, than anyone else. Um, so, I, you know, I, I mean, you go and you break it down further and go, right, it's not it's not one, it's not three, um, but there are many. Um, and there's some out there that have had a greater influence than, than most. It was my dad that, that said to me, you know, I looked at my brother and my sister, you know, my brother was... You know, academically brilliant. My sister was academically brilliant, and I was only interested in playing football around the park and done enough to get get my O levels done enough to get my hires to get me to uni. Only did the three years at uni, went out to the working environment, and you know, and and at times it was challenging because I thought I wasn't going to follow the the you know higher education. And 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 I remember him saying to me, he said, you know, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you apply these five words: fair, reasonable, rational manners, and respect. You'll do all right. And and I've constantly applied that to, to every situation I find myself in. So, so my parents have been, and, and my my mum and dad have got a, a, a fantastic nature about them. Uh, or had, my father had, but I'm still still there, giving us that influence from from the side. And then there's the siblings that are just 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 fair and, fair and reasonable in their approach. And then you know there's there's you know, my wife and kids, you, get, you you learn so much from 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 your your relationships, your marriage, your your kids, you know, some of the things that the kids you watch them doing stuff, or you watch them, you know, simplest things like playing on a trampoline and how they actually interact, and you know, just so many, so many wee stories that I could tell you that that's, that's influenced that. And then there's you know there's and when it comes to your career, there's certain individuals. You know, more so recently, um, to be on a platform with 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 talented individuals um, who who give you direction, sometimes different approaches from how you would approach it. One particular individual that's went full circle in my career that's that remains an influence on 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 how I go about it, and 
Do you know? So, so, so it's, it's it's people that influence me. There, there's no yeah. doubt about it. There's no there, there, there's no lies in that. That's just a factual statement. And and uh, and and and. Yeah. And then I'm going to, you know, this is going to sound ridiculous or stupid, but see, even if you go and look at the two dogs you walk at half five in the morning and you look at their unconditional approach to, to what it is you're doing for them and what they give you in return, mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. That sounds, I know I know you're surprised I could come out with a statement like that, Brian, but there, there you go. That's the way in which I reflect upon every interaction and relationship I have. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't. I don't find that unusual at all. Actually, um, um, having a small dog myself, who's an absolute pain in the backside. But uh, we all we all have stressful jobs. You know, it's how we deal with that stress. And and a dog can tell when you walk in the door whether you're stressed or not, and and can help you with that. You know, and and and, and I do get that out of him. And, and you know, if you asked me four or five years ago if I had a dog, I'd have laughed at you and said, "Not." In the oh, I remember that. Not not a chance in hell. But yeah. but I mean, he's. He's um he's going away today for for about we're meant to go on holiday. He's going away today for three weeks and and um but spent a lot of time with him last night. You know what I mean? So I do I do get it. I do get it. I wouldn't know four or five years ago, but I, I do get it now. And then when yeah. I was talking, I was trying to dig deep for the one about the kids. But I mean, we I actually in the last podcast I was talking to you about had talked about how I'd applied. You know, take your plate to the sink, which was based yeah. on a situation I found myself. I've actually now adapted that internally to take your plate to the dishwasher because my two two kids would physically take it to the sink and there'd be a dishwasher right next to it and they would leave yeah, it in the sink. Yeah. So, yeah. It, but it's all part of all forms part of you know, run. You've been involved in running an organisation and running a football team in the past and you know been part of a football team, been part of a relationship and family life and X, Y, and Z. It's, it's all relative. It all it all links in. One links in with each other, and guess where yeah. it all comes back to? Value, values, yeah. behaviours. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Okay, so one last thing. Um, your favourite leadership book, as in my best. That your favourite leadership book. So again, there's been many. Um, you know, I've, you know, I've heard you talk. You've talked about you know, good to great. We've talked about the culture code. Um, uh, feel yeah. the fear and do it anyway, uh, which is about maybe not so much about leadership, but more about direction for yourself. But but anyone that knows me, <laughs> it'll know what my Bible is, and 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 uh, and it, I carry it. It's got post-its on it. It's got highlighter pens through it. And and a lot of people either love or hate him. Um, but he's one of the most successful men on the planet, uh, as far as I'm concerned. It's got some bad PR and brand because he sold out the majority of his shares. It's an organisation run by someone else, and and it's a virgin way, um, Richard Branson, uh, and the focus on culture, values, brand, people, from taking a record store to become virgin, an airline to buy other airlines to create the same the same environment, the same culture to make it acquisition ready, to you know. You know, and some people, as I said, hate him. But but if you if you read, you may may or may not have read his book. But it resonated with me, and it just it just when when you know I had LPM, I spent a lot of time a lot of time going back and reading the book for for that reason. It was completely different scales, but scalable all the same because it's, mm-hmm. it's it's all driven by everything that we've talked about today. And and uh, you know I, I don't know enough about him as a, from a personal point of view, but reading reading his words. 
that's been a proven success. So, so people are questioning him for who he is or what he is. Well, I'm sorry, the guy's been successful and, 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 and he's used culture and values to do it. Yeah. Yeah, interesting actually. Um, I think I, I think I have read it a, a very long time ago. I, it's actually something though that you said there that's um, that I've kind of come to realize. So so you know we we have a um, so at Insight we have a growth coach. Um, I have a business coach, and and there are so many books being thrown at me, or where maybe about about a year ago, you know, read this book, read that book, read the next book, and actually what happens is just the books lose their emphasis on you because you cannot read a book and go and implement absolutely everything. And it's quite funny when you see people who do that, you know, they read a book and go, right, I'm going to go and implement this. It's like, okay, does it actually fit your business? Is it the right thing to do? And all of, and all of these sort of things. And, and actually um, I find myself now sticking to maybe one book every couple of months. Yeah. And I'll read it and I'll reread it and I'll take those. Cause the, the problem is you get to the end and it references something back in you know, page 10 and you're like, Oh, right. Okay. So I really need to go back. And so you need to immerse yourself in these things, I think, to get the, to get the most out of them. And I certainly do that. And I kind of mix mine from um, personal business development to then um, or personal growth to, to then um, a growth within the business. And, and yeah, I can understand why you just go back to one. Yeah, yeah I mean, I suppose it's one that I do keep going back to. But you know, my newfound love is is probably is probably been uh, well, not probably as podcasts. Yeah, um, and I you know I, I listen to a lot of um, great coach coaches, which is which, which is very aligned to sports. But but right. when, you, when when you listen to them, they they resonate <laughs> because you know, whether, as I said, whether you're a, some of it I started listening to because I was managing the football team at the time, but 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 then you recognise how how aligned it is to to to, to all leadership and management. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, and it's everybody's choice. It's whatever floats your boat, isn't it? So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I can't remember. I, I, gosh, I, there's there's been so many, but but the the, the phrase um, you don't take an Olympic team to or a team to the Olympics without a coach. So why would a business not have a coach? And it comes back to that whole point of, well, you know, I, I'm the guy who runs this business. Surely I know what's going on. But 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 you're you're so invested in it and you're so involved in the day to day that, that I, you know, I've, I find it massively useful to have both a personal um, coach um, and a personal um, coach and a, and, a, and, a, and a business growth coach as well. I mean, I, you know, and that's been a couple of years and, that, and it is hugely, hugely helpful. You know? oh, definitely. So anyone, anyone can hold the mirror up and, and, and you know, you, because you've got a perception of how you come across, you've got a perception of, of how people see you, but until someone actually holds up the mirror and asks you to ask questions in that mirror, then, mm-hmm. you know, you, and there's people that won't do that because because of the same arrogance we talked about earlier on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, hold up a mirror. Currently, um, it's, your reflection's not going to be looking that good, Brian, is it? But we won't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm definitely scrapping that. <laughs> yes. Okay, right, Mr. Reid. Thank you so much for coming on. That's been that's been really useful. I, you know, yeah. I find it fascinating. You know. Talking to people about their different kind of leadership styles and, and the challenges they've had in, in business and stuff. So, thanks very much for coming on again. No, absolute pleasure, Brian. I always enjoy speaking to you. <laughs>